a party the kids got nothing on us all right repeat after me say this is my bible i am what it says i am i can be what it says i can be and i can do what the word says i can do it's the living seed of god living in me and i'll never be the same never 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 will i be the same god increase pastor decrease give me ears to hear what god has to say gonna walk with power not let the loss get left amen you may be seated <laughs> um i am uh you can set it right there Emmett, because I'm, I'm trying to act right in here uh i believe you've had your last major argument with your child amen amen that should not be your biggest fight of the day amen so you come home and like, why I got to fight with you? I had to fight with the bills and now you. And so I am, I am speaking that into existence. I am believing that to happen. Um, I'm believing that you're going to be an encourager and no more, no more feeling guilty because you had to get on them. Amen. I want you to feel free. Now that don't mean, that don't mean I need you to box them, but I, I do need you to make sure. So, so we're going to talk about let Jesus cook. Amen. Uh, we are filled with all the ingredients to overcome. Now this, you know, most of this message was there, but it really came to me when I had Emmett go get his jar and realize you got everything already in you that it takes to provide a meal. What, what, when is it that we go, when is it that we go pick something up to eat? It's when we're hungry. But we would allow the, uh, the really finishing product of God to fill us up we won't go hunger in somebody else's kitchen. So one of the most dangerous things that you could do, I, I know in, in our house, uh, if you just walked in and said you was hungry and just start eating. Now we know y'all, y'all probably can get away with it. But if a stranger just walked in and said, I was hungry, I'm just going to eat out your kitchen. Well, I got some really heavy cast iron skillets. And I'm just not going to let you just come up in there and take it, Right? we got to know who you are. And so I have to let Jesus cook. I have to let Jesus step in. I have to let Jesus take over. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 through 16, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. So profane babblings and ungodly babblings, you understand that's profanity, all those things that are profane against the things of God. Amen. Stay away from it. I just got so mad I had to say it. No, you got so mad you wouldn't let Jesus cook in you the right things to say. See, whatever you won't let God prepare, you can't consume. It is hard to eat what is uncooked. And when it is uncooked, no matter how raw it is, no matter how most things, the best thing tastes that are better cooked. So studying to show, study the word of God, to show thyself approved of God, not to prove anything to people. You studying to show yourself approved of God. I'm finding this in the word. This is what God approves of. This is what God does not approve of. This is what I've seen in the word. I study to show myself approved of God. God, I'm not going to be ashamed because I am studying the word of God. 
right? And this is what I'm going to put forth. And, and it's what I got to put first. And so it, it puts his word in our heart so that we don't have to go around trying to prove ourselves to other people. I, I heard this. They said that the number one way you can tell someone is a user is that they expect you to give them something instead of being grateful for what you give them. And I would even go a little further. They don't even respect it when you give it because they're expecting the next thing to be given to. It, that's a user. That's a user. And so what we want to do is not sit around always expecting God to do something without respecting what God has already done. I need to respect what God has done. Now, now here it is. Here's his, 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 his put that word in you. So this is the devil's uh, get even with people, with the people of God move. It is his main move. So if we step, if we step in front of God, it puts us in a fight where there is no grace to win. If you're fighting a battle, God didn't call you to, there's no grace for you to win that battle. Right. So you remember in Matthew 26, 41 and 42, when Jesus went down, he said, watch and pray that you don't enter into temptation. Prayerlessness leads to temptation. And when you're prayerless, you end up in a fight, in a battle that you have no resources to win. Shutting down, not talking leads to lack. Right. You got mad. I ain't got nothing to say. You have not because you ask not. Ask not. There are times when God needs to cook in you when you get so mad. I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing. God said, no, I'm stirring up this meal. Open your mouth and say, let's talk. Open up your mouth. Quit walking around mad. Quit mad. And my, my, my grandma is, quit walking with your lips stuck out. And I'm like, they big though. What am I going to do with these? That wants you meant. But you got to let, you got to let God cook. You got to let God cook patience in you. Man, what a herb. Patience. You got to let him cook in you because see, if you sit around and you walk around mad, now God can't answer anything you're not asking for. It leads to not having. Well, I don't have a good attitude. You ain't asked for one. You ain't asked for what it takes to have one. Well, I, I don't have the... What is that? I don't have the discipline to get up and, and go take care of myself. You have the discipline to not want to feel bad. You have, I so wish I wasn't hurting. That's the same, that's the same juice. Put that in the workout pot. And you want to make sure that you're letting Jesus do the cooking. You got to let him cook. God, let him get in there and cook for you. So he already showed us how to do this in a situation. When the devil came up to him and, and God says, this is my beloved son. He'd just been baptized, baptized whom I'm well pleased. And he comes up and the first thing the devil asked him, right, was it about his identity. Are you really the son of God? No, he says, if you are the son of God. I want to make sure I said it. If. God just said it. He just said it from heaven. How many of y'all, since you've been serving God and you've had people go, if, are you really saved? Or if, if you're really saved, right? And you may, have, you may have made some choices that didn't look salvation. And they go, if you was really saved, let me say it that way, you wouldn't. Y'all seen them? Them devils. 
Well, no, it might be a relative. Well, they act. <laughs> They're using his language. They got his dictionary, right? And so one of the things you have to look at is, okay, God, am I letting you cook in my life or am I just eating the first thing I get a hold of? Am I just consuming anything I can get my hands on? And, and you know, when they, when they talk about healthy living and all that stuff, that takes work. I wash dishes three times a day. Okay? Quit cooking so much. That's all Pastor Rita says. I ain't cook that. I ain't in there making tofu, you food, you, you crazy. You clean. But I, I want to keep it clean for the simple reason because I want to be ready to make the next thing. See, if I don't clean up my act and what God told me to do last time, I can't eat the next thing that God wants me to have this time. Right? Because all the dirty stuff is still in there. There's an effort. There is a, there's a thing that God says, okay, let, let's be prepared. Let me do these things in you. And so when he came out to Jesus, he was 40 days, 40 nights without eating any food at all. And then he comes up and he says, if you are the son of God, turn this rock into bread. And then Jesus is like, I don't live by bread alone. I live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Bread ain't what I eat. I eat the word of God. God, I eat what God has cooked for me. I'm not going to get in here and get caught up in a starvation mode. I'm not going to go in Esau mode. Esau got caught up in there. Esau sold his birthright for a pot of beans. The twin, he sold him. He was hungry. We think about the fact that when we talk about fasting and we got to include some kind of food. Well, I can't do that. I got this. I know you can take cake out. Take out cake. Take something out. But God is wanting to birth something in us that could be prepared for the next generation after us. Right? There's something that needs to be passed down. And here's the... Here's the other thing I think happens, right, that when just know that anything we are trying to show proof of who we are in Christ, the enemy will require us to stir up shame to do it. Because most of the time when people are trying to prove that, tell you to prove who you are in Christ, is because they've seen something that didn't look like Christ-like, and they want to stir that up so you can use that as an ingredient. I, I can't eat that no more. I don't, I don't eat that no more. Sometimes I say, we don't, we don't go to potlucks, but when we do, I go already I've eaten. Because I have so many allergies, I can't just let anybody cook for me. See, when you become a believer, you can't just let anybody cook. You can't just let anything in your life. You can't just let anyone hang out with you. You can't just let anybody around your kids if they don't know how to control their mouth. Like, I, I have a lot of people that, that'll call, and, and they'll say, hey, did you see how to call? Yes. You didn't answer. Yeah, because I don't know what you're going to say. My kids are in the car. And I don't want to hang up on you in the middle of a conversation. And so sometimes you can't let people, anybody speak into your life just because they say we're relatives. We're not relative to Jesus, so you're irrelevant. And so one of, one of our pieces, right, I can't sit here and stir up shame and cook that and, and, and like quit bringing up my past, quit bringing up my past, quit bringing up my past, quit bringing up my past. I don't eat that anymore. Right? You got you to be okay with that. You got to be okay with, but, but that, man, that food is bland and, and, okay, slow down. Never donate obedience 
to win an unnecessary fight. When God tells you to just shut up, even though you 1,000% right, ain't worth it. It's an unnecessary fight. Kind of quiet in this cathedral. It's unnecessary. But I got this one. So it's us as men when we lose so many. And then I got her on the ropes. She's staggering. One, two, one, two. And the wind don't feel nearly as good when they say stuff like, well, you know, you may have won the fight, but you hurt me emotionally. Like that's, you can't play like that. Can't play like that. That's not the rules. The rules was I was right and you was wrong. Here's the other part of it is that offense is a main ingredient the devil cooks with because it puts a bullseye on your reasoning that leads to questioning truth while accepting a lie. You reason with truth, you're questioning truth, and then you're accepting a lie. So what, that's what Adam and Eve did. They reason with it. And so we want to make sure we go. So, so here we go. Here we go. Matthew chapter 26 in verse 20 and 23. It says, Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve, and, and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his, his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. Now, I'm not big on hats. I don't like wearing hats in church, but I'm going to do this. Pray for me that my religious spirit. I don't want to get uh, UT fans. This is the only one I got, okay? Take it down a notch, okay? By the way, if you bring it up, I'm going to say some smart aleck anyway. So just don't do it, okay? Let's just all stay out of trouble. Okay. So here you go. I got my chef hat. And if you look online... The title of the, the video that's on there, this is the pitch. Okay? Maybe if I'd have worked it to the side. Okay, how about this? Let's work it to the side. I just don't want to offend anybody. So I already had one guy write something about, yeah, but Texas blew y'all out. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's the closest you probably got to God. You know, just, just stuff like that want to come out. You know what I mean? I'm like, just, just I ain't heard from you in three years. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, he, he lives. You see what I mean? Like, I got to let God cook. And God had to do it this morning. You have to let him cook. So this is the only chef hat I have. I don't have a bunch of them. I probably should ask chef at the gym. He probably got one. Yeah, No, <laughs> Brad says no. Okay. So listen, y'all check out what Judas is doing, though. He said Judas, Judas did not respect his own ingredients. He was dipping in Jesus' cup. Can you imagine you... Raising canes. I know y'all want to act all healthy. Listen, and you, or, or not even raising canes. Let's go somewhere where they give gravy with the chicken. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like with the chicken strips. And somebody dig in there with you? Now, you might even let them get away with one, but if they bite and then go back, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Look how disrespectful Judas has been to Jesus. 
He didn't respect his own ingredients. And we see that in the world today. If our kids don't re respect what they have, they're going to go dip in somebody else's cup. And they're going to believe what they believe. And they're going to taste what they taste. And because they don't think what's in them is good enough. No, you got to let them know what's in them is good enough. Let Jesus cook. Like, it's got to be in there. It's got to be that cook thing. And that's my thing. I saw this on a, thank you for getting this for me. I saw this on a, you know what? Tanya's right there. She's the one, only one I'm worried about. Miss Eva used to have our camera with all the time. I would see stuff later of what I did up here later. Listen. If Judas would honor what God gave him, he would have respected what belonged to Jesus. Many of us do this with our finances. We want to dip into Jesus's cup. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, God, I don't like the way you're doing it. Let me dip in there and help you. You can't cook better than Jesus. I just saw this, right? I saw this, this video. <laughs> I saw... I saw this video where it's, these phones are going up everywhere. This is, this is not going to go well, but I don't care. Like, we're here now. Listen, I saw this, and, and it was a guy, it was a basketball, like he was doing basketball. He was about to make a move. And he, the guy, whoever was doing there, and he said, let him cook. Let him cook now. And that's all he kept saying. And the dude just shook the guy. <laughs> that's my thing now. Let him cook. Let him cook now. When that person cut me off, he had to let Jesus cook. Let him cook now. No, I'm having cereal today. No, you need a full breakfast the way you're about to go off. You got to let him cook. Jesus saw I me, mean, Jesus. Judas so disrespectful. He dipping in Jesus' cup and it's messed up when folk, I wish he would. I wish he would dip into my cup. And Jesus said, no, that ain't stirred up enough. You got to quit eating them lumps like that. Right? You got too much ingredients from your past in that. That ain't the way I cook. I don't cook with your past. I don't cook with your problems. I don't cook, cook with your limitations. I cook with greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. I don't cook with all that other stuff. I got some good stuff in my pot. Well, you don't turn it upside down. Let him cook. Let him cook. Well, I, I, I gave and, and, I'm, and nothing has happened. Let it cook. Let it cook. Don't plant it and be digging it up every day. Well, I said, I'm sorry, but you showed it make me mad. Will you let the apology cook? <laughs> Listen. The I didn't think it was going to take that long. <laughs> this message is going downhill quick. And you got to let it, listen, you got to let stuff cook or it's not going to be edible. This is why your apologies are not edible. Because you back up with the same mess again, blame in the same way. And not only can I not eat this, sorry, I can't eat the next one because you're going to do the same thing. Let it cook. Let it cook. Now, thank you, Paula, for laughing because, you know, we, 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 our, our struggles are real. So if we're important, if we think we can cook better than what God is, what we're doing is saying, God, let me dip into that for you. You don't have enough wisdom for me. 
Let me go find somebody myself. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Right? Well, I'm going to go hunt me a man down. Wait a minute. Reverse. Put your rifle up, homie. You in there trying to cook the relationship. Let me cook. And I get it, man. I, I don't mean to be a distraction, but that's all I had. I thought it stood up high when I first got it, but you know, I found out in the fast, I think my head shrunk. This thing used to be tight. I don't know. Not today. Save. Not today. Hey, will you let Jesus cook on your attitude? Sometimes he has to marinate it. Sometimes he has to put some stuff in there. Sometimes he has to put some things in it to make it taste better. You've been wet. You've been wanting to reach your kids, but you don't taste right. You won't let your own holiness cook while you're trying to tell them to be holy. Ain't none of this on the video. People got to come to church. Right? Because you have to cook yourself out of bed. You have to cook yourself up in this room where I'm burning up right now. You have to cook yourself and come in and fellowship with people. You got to, you have to let it cook. Like, I want a better life. I want a better life. I, 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 God, I want to be blessed with more money. Will you let saving cook in your life? Not spending cook in your life? Wait till you have it before you go get it. Then you'll know where to put it. All right. The ingredients of God will help us heal. <laughs> the ingredients of the world will make us steal. Little boy broke my heart. Now, now listen, one of my, yeah, I got these professional people who get uh, speaking engagements for me. The most honorable one I've had this year and I've had for several years has been Margina who goes to this church, don't have all these professional contacts, but has gotten me into the most honorable places I've ever been into. And it's working with these kids, these foster care kids. And I was telling about this one kid, because as I was sitting back, this one kid, he, he was sitting there, we were getting ready to play. He was getting ready to play Risk, but I came there to speak, so I'm getting my 15 minutes in. And, and he said to me, he goes, he goes, I'm really smart. All I do, my biggest problem is I like to aggravate and put other people down. I said, why do you do that? He goes, I'm really smart, but I don't want to be really smart because the rest of my family is dumb, and I want to be like them. Y'all about lost my mind. I said, no, no, no. Like, like I'm supposed to be yelling at these folks' kids. No, no, no. You're going to be the difference. You're going to be the one that brings all the dumb ones, I mean, all the other ones, out. You're going to start it over. Well, I just feel bad that, you know, I just feel out of place if I'm, I'm smart and they're not. No, you're going to go back and you're going to teach them how to read. You're going to teach them how to write. You're going to grow up and you're going to be the one that's going to bring them out of all their situations. He goes, really? I go, yeah, really. That's going to happen. He goes, all right then. That'll happen. And man, maybe nobody else is speaking that in their life and maybe he's not bringing it up loud enough. But I was like, let, let Jesus cook. 
let him cook. And when Jesus get a hold of it and you let him do all the cooking, you let him do all the preparation, you will be able to eat. This is why a lot of us don't like ourselves because we won't let Jesus finish cooking it. Man, I don't like the way I look. Man, I don't like the way I act. I don't like, let him cook. Anybody ever bit into an unfinished piece of chicken? And, and where the, you know, the blood? Y- y'all, y'all sound like a Campbell's soup commercial. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Mmm, mmm, no good. I remember once I, I made some chicken when my twin was living, <laughs> living with me, and, and my twin is just a clown, okay? There's no other way to put it. And he said, he, he stuck his fork in there, he said, man, that chicken got up and flew away. I've never seen a chicken so alive in my life. I said, man, you have to do that. He goes, man, you didn't do that. And so some of us still got old blood running in us. You can tell by any time something sticks you, what runs out. You haven't been cooked through with what God has for you. It's not edible. That's why the kids, are, that's why we got generations leaving church because the folks that went in front of them went to church but went home with something else. They went home and didn't act like they'd been to church. So generations like, I'm not eating that. But they saw real people acting real bad, but they was acting real bad for real. So they thought that's more real than godliness. And see, I know that ain't the real thing. And even though they may have been real bad, that ain't the real thing. Because all of my relatives, a lot of them ended up real dead. That's the end result of that. But I have to let Jesus cook. I have to let him do what he's going to do. I have to let him finish what he's finishing because nobody's ever tasted what you're going to become. Nobody's ever tasted it like this. We will tell people when they're in an ungodly relationship and that break up, the best thing they can do is get so sold into God that they won't have anything to remember by the ungodly relationship because you weren't going to church anyway. Bring it to Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 through 24 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in the righteousness and true holiness. Now, if you're a person who likes new clothes, we all do. We like the new clothes smell. We like pulling the tags off of it. Put on your new man. One of the greatest, one of the, one of the key proteins in our faith meal plan is a renewed mind if you could just change your mind especially in the midst of stuff when things start boiling if you can just change your mind no god i'm not gonna think that way no god i'm not gonna let that get to me yeah god i i know i know we got a lot of stuff to do but i'm not gonna let it pull me away from what you called me to do i'm not gonna let that pull me out of my attitude god you go ahead and cook this in me because right now i'm starting to stir up some baloney up in my life starting to get anybody ever eat spam yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. When I found out spam cooked is better than spam uncooked. Yes. You didn't even mind that it came out the slimy can as long as it was going to be cooked. How about this with bologna where it bubbled up and you got the little ends cooked? Come on now. 
that's the first place I knew about camping. That's their own little tent right there. You got to get that. You got to get it to cook. But you had to let it cook. It wouldn't rise by itself. You got to let God cook. And you I just don't know if I'm saved. Yeah, you are. You just won't let nothing get prepared. I just keep making the same mistake. But if you let him cook that and put his righteousness in, he'll do it. You know what? Y'all may not remember nothing I say, but this right here, you going to lock down. That's a great deception in the church and world is the belief that, that, that uh, the living for God is impossible. See, the reason why, right? Because the devil loves instant food. And God does pot roast. Don't you hate pot roast? No, you don't hate pot roast. What you do is hate the time pot roast takes. You know what I mean? Because they say it's going to be cooking for seven hours. You know how good pot roast smells for seven hours? On hour one, it starts to smell good, right? but it ain't ready to eat. And you're like, why do we make this? Why do we make some? It's torture. Torture. They're ready to make this while I'm at work. When I come home, I can just dig in. But if you have to sit around it, you're going to want to like, let me just dip in now. And even though it gives off a great smell, it ain't ready. Too many of us giving off the smell, but we ain't ready. Biting your potato is still raw. Carrot still hard. But it smells like it's right. Look right in there, all dark and graveful. I mean, you've been through a lot of stuff. It didn't take you overnight to get in the mess that you're in. Now, God will work suddenly and he'll move things suddenly, but you got to believe suddenly and then wait patiently. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. That's why you're not strong enough not to eat others' opinion about you. Man, ain't none of this. I'm going to have to go to Spotify myself. After. Do it this way. So are we making a gospel edible for our kids? Make it at them. Now, it ain't your job to save them. You bring them to church, put them before God, God saves them. But did you make it edible? Was it served daily or just on Sunday? See, if it ain't nothing but a box of cereal that you eat before church, that's not a meal. As much as kids love cereal, at some point they're going to need some substance. Look, Cole, I helped this teacher and her kid we go to batting cages, so we went yesterday. Three hours, I was in there, and so this older lady came in. <laughs> and she had this little 12-year-old girl, and I was thinking, like, that makes sense. Um, and so we're in there, but after we finished, she come to find out she was a Christian. She went to the world of Pentecost. She goes, I, I bring my great-granddaughter. She had to adopt her. Y'all don't know how hard it was for me to go. Where's the mama and then the mama of the mama? Why is the great-grandma at 75 working with a 12-year-old? At the batting cages. She goes, I saw you over there. And I go, yeah, I'm just helping him out. And, she, and then she was just telling me about it. She goes, I, sometimes I feel guilty because this girl has gotten so good at it. And we have to do select and we miss church. And I said, but you give her church, though. You give her the devotion, though. You give it a blessing. You're doing something great. And when y'all get to church, get to church. She's going to be going to camp next week. Good. Send her. 
but make sure she keeps that righteousness. See, sometimes we'll get so guilty that we'll give up. Well, I didn't take her to church, so I can't be church. Let him cook. Let him cook. I gotta let him cook. So if I don't let Jesus cook, I'm gonna eat something raw, and then my stomach get all messed up. Salmonella, Satanella, Cinderella. I'm out. There's nothing more enjoyable than cooking with your faith, cooking with your worship, cooking with your joy, cooking with your love. When a problem comes up, and so when it comes up, you go, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not lifting my head up about this till my joy comes. I'm not going to lift my head up till my peace comes. I'm not going to lift my head up. I'm not lifting my head up. Ain't it amazing, no matter how bad a problem is, if you cook long enough in the presence of God, you can still eat. I love that movie Ratatouille. Sometimes he makes stuff so good, you forget it's a rat. Right? Romans 8.28 says all things work together for the good. If you let it cook long enough, even your problem will turn into a meal for you. Right? Okay, so I got to drop that one, right? So we got to go. Got to let that go. I'm so glad you didn't get a glass one. <laughs> so, no, you can leave it. Just leave it. I'm so glad you didn't get a glass, glass one. So. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance of, thy, of, that, of that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So he says, stir up the gift. You stir it. It's nothing worse than have all the ingredients. Those jars that we make, right? If you don't stir it, you'll be eating off the top. Don't nobody want no soup, lava. It's not lava. It's, uh-uh. It's, uh, oh my gosh, broth. Don't nobody want that. When you got all the ingredients at the bottom, you have to dig in there and get the ingredients. You're eating soup, right? You have to get in there. You have to get the ingredients. You have to get it. You have to, you have to, you have to, you can't just like, well, bless me, Lord. And no, that's, that's broth Christianity. With all that deep ingredients in you and all you, well, I hope you do. I hope you don't. No, get in there. Stir up the gift of God in you. I pray better than this. I live better than this. I know better than this. My God is bigger than this. I, I'm not going to just eat off the top of this. I'm not going to get a little, the little noodles. I, I put the noodles at the top. Why? Because when it gets hot, the noodles are going to go search for the bottom. You got to dig in there and stir it up. Even just because you got the, got the church, which is the heat, that's the hot water, you still got to stir up what you got in you. It's not going to be edible. And that's why when a problem comes up, some people don't even pray no more. And they ain't even stirred. I mean, you got to stir that stuff up, man. It's, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm glad. I love to preach. I love it. I love, I love, love what I do. But I love what you do. And you have to do something in you that I can't do for you. You got to love it. got to love what you do. And again, that jar we put up here, we saw it, all the ingredients right there. They don't just rise up. You don't have to go in there. Uh-uh, I'm going to get my kid out of hell. He ain't going. I'm going to have to dig in there. I'm going to have to get my life. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to get in my blessing. I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to get in my faith. Yeah, get your bigger spoon. Don't save it just for jello and pudding. 
don't even know if people need that. He said, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus, make us something we can eat. Not just for the moment, but for a lifetime. He, Matthew 6, 11, a meal. Got to let him cook. When the ingredients like faith and godliness is not stirred, but allowed to just settle at the bottom of importance. And this is what it is. We have to be careful because sometimes we put everything else before God until we get into trouble. Then now God is first. When you've been eating off the broth all this time, there's been a whole meal there the whole time. God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, if you dig in there at the bottom, you'll taste what you can do. You'll taste what you can do. Some of these are soup. Because see, I put all the I put all the seasoning at the bottom of it anyway. So if you don't get that thing, turn it upside down, shake it up a little bit. I think some of your best days have been at the bottom of you waiting to be lived. Waiting to be accomplished. Well, I'm getting too old. You don't know how much seasoning at the bottom of your life. You don't know what God has got stirred up in you. The, the miso paste is at the bottom. Don't get in there and get you some. So there are too many believers with salvation at the bottom of importance, and they are losing their hunger for the things of God. Allow faith and salvation to cook first and all day in everything that we do. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God, everything else will be added. All right? Listen to this. Last verse. Philippians 4, 12 and 13. You know verse 13, but let me give you 12. I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do, here's the tattoo. Why don't anybody put that verse 12 on a tattoo? Why don't everybody put verse 12 on there? I know how to be broke. I know how to be happy. I know how to be content because that don't make a good tattoo. They don't make a tattoo, but that's the one that's the one we're going to live by because you can't get to your tattoo if you don't drive yourself when you're base. You don't drive yourself when you're up. You don't let Jesus cook with the ingredient of contentment. You will never be able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you because you're not going to know that there's strength in you when you don't let Jesus cook it for you. God cooked my mind. I, I, I can't think like this no more. I can't go at her. I can't go at her angry like this anymore. I can't go. I can't. It's making me unhealthy. My heart's dying. God, cook for me. God, I, I, I need you. I need you to do it. Right? You ever seen uh, your grandma, my, Jenny the Great, my grandmother, awesome. Uh, but, but as she got older, she looked careless. Hmm? She hit them 90s. Y'all want some breakfast, baby? But. <laughs> but what Jenny the Great could make was these biscuits, though. I mean, they would rise up, and you, I would watch you like, what's she putting in there? Like, how's she doing it? And when, when I was working on this message, God says, see, and that's one thing you got to learn. You can't cook the way somebody else did. My kids ain't going to get to heaven on my belief. They ain't going to have to believe on their own. Can't get, to get, can't get there on me, and I ain't going to worry about you not. And if they turn and start doing something outside the will of God, I will tell them, you will go to hell. 
not by my choice, but you need to change. I didn't raise you to do that. Hell is not an option, but I ain't afraid to confront you. Don't you love me? Yeah, to tell you not to go to hell. Yes. And that could mean whatever part you wanted to go to. But grandma make these big biscuits. I was like, I don't know how she did it. And God was clear about that. You can't get there on my faith, but you can get there on yours. That's why it's not isolated just for the pastor to do the right thing. We all are supposed to. Okay. So Paul knew how to cook in the ups and downs, and he knew what he was doing to serve and, and let God do it. So if we are sad about the base or prideful about the abounding, then God isn't being allowed to cook for us. Jesus will give the nourishments of praise and glorify to his name when we are not having these desires toward God. It means when we're not having the desire to praise and worship God, it means the wrong person is cooking for us. This is the wrong. <laughs> you got me too. Choked me up a little bit too. I love it. Quit letting somebody else cook for you. When they don't like or say something to you, they cooking. Got your attention all day. I don't know why they don't like me. Don't make me pick that pot up again. Why would they so rude to me? I Stop. Get in your kitchen, get you that cake pan called Love of Jesus, and get you a big, and ice it with the Holy Ghost. Put it all over your face. Don't let it go. Amen? All right, you guys bow your heads. That'll make me throw the pot down. We're going to have to wash that later. <laughs> Y'all laughing like I want to go wash it? Bow your heads. Love me some Tanya Maya all day. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, Father, we thank you. First of all, we repent for letting others cook for us. There are many of us in this room that let somebody tell us we were never going to amount to anything, we are never going to be anything that we're just losers, we're nobody. We let that cook in us for so long. But in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that that is no longer an ingredient in our lives. No longer an ingredient part of my life. It told me I'd never be able to commit, never be able to be the, the man I need to be or woman I need to be, but in the name of Jesus, they're wrong. Thank you, Jesus, for cooking. Cooking with an ingredient nobody else wanted. Cooking with a spice that nobody else could handle. But Lord God, you said I can work with that. I can work with you. I can work with you. I can, I can work with broken you. In fact, eggs can't be used until they're broken anyway. I can, I can work with you if you will let me cook. Let me cook. Just step aside. Let me cook. You've been trying for all these years. You're not able to do it. But I can, I got, you got enough stuff with you right now so I can make one of the greatest meals for your life and for your family to ever see. I can see it. I can see it in you. And now you'll no longer run around trying to get a taste of somebody else's approval and trying to get a taste of somebody else's opinion and trying to get a taste for somebody else's liking and trying to get a taste for somebody else's support. In the name of Jesus, I taste and see that my God is good. I taste and see that my God is faithful. I taste and see that even just for me, God's here. Lord, that you would desire to cook in this pot. Thank you, my potter for molding me and shaping me to see the good that you have for me. Lord, we're blessed by one another that, Father God, we know in this room where two or more gathers together in her name and there you are in the midst is touching anything. 
that Lord God, that you've said that for one another, whenever you can't taste the goodness of yourself, taste what we have for each other. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen to this. Grocery store.